say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking feeds the Grace Davis and He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. And welcome in on this Friday one and all. Working our way toward the weekend. Working our way toward Houston, Virginia Tech from lovely Blacksburg. Tomorrow at 7. Lovely grayish. It's the it's maybe the grayest campus you'll ever be on in Blacksburg due to the stone they use down there. That's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, uh, you know, a couple of nice ceiling fans to play underneath tomorrow. Looking forward to the game, though. Should be a good game. Houston, the Hokies, 7 o'clock. This is a warning, public service announcement. The post-game show is on QSportsTalk.com exclusively. Exclusively tomorrow. If you're listening on the radio, you are in the wrong place. Me and Devo are on QSportsTalk.com exclusively tomorrow at 9-ish or so. Looking forward to that game. Uh, The game after that is against Virginia. Remove the tech. Just Virginia. Big Monday in the Dome on Monday. I have tickets. I have two of them at 3.30. Trivia tickets. Big Monday in the Dome. So we will do that. Coming up in half an hour, Mike Burnup, the Virginia Tech color analyst, will uh, join us and we will uh, break down the Hokies. The NFL Conference uh, Championship Games this weekend. Man, I think we're going to get two good games. I thought last weekend we were going to get four good games. So uh, that was incorrect. So hopefully we get a couple of good games this weekend. Chiefs and and Bengals. Hopefully Mahomes is uh, mobile enough that it's not you know a game ruiner. Because that that Joe Burrow guy, he's pretty good this time of year, huh? He is pretty, pretty good this time of year. Looking forward to that. We're looking forward to the game tomorrow night. The Orange and Virginia Tech, second of two this year. The Orange won by 10 when they played. It was just two and a half weeks ago, but it feels like like decades ago. Man, a lot has happened since then. We've been uh, we've been on the warpath about Gerard and Mintz and who should be playing and End of games, and oh my goodness, like that Virginia Tech game happened before any of this stuff happened when it was just, well, the Orange played a game and they won by 10, and yeah. And that that was it, and then we all moved on with it. Now the last couple of weeks, oh boy, oh boy. Later on in the program, we'll have no wrong answers about what's going to happen tomorrow. I will tell you in no uncertain terms. What is exactly going to happen in the basketball game tomorrow? And since it has not happened yet, I cannot possibly be wrong. We'll do that later in the show. Coming up at 3.30 before we do that, we'll give away tickets. Not to the game tomorrow. I have uh, zero tickets for the game in Blacksburg. We talked to Mike Burnup a few minutes back from the Virginia Tech radio broadcast. And he says, if you don't got tickets now, Tough Nuggies sold out at Castle. It is not the largest of arenas. Sold out there, obviously, does not mean what uh, sold out in the dome means. But, you know, when you pack it in and there, it gets loud. And you get ever so slightly cooled by the uh, very large ceiling fans uh, there. But it uh, should be a good game tomorrow night. Hunter Couture is back in the mix for Virginia Tech. That is going to play a significant factor in the ball game, I think. Offensively, defensively, both. He's their best on-ball defender on the perimeter, and he's their best outside shooter. Since he's returned, last three games, he's made 10 of 23 threes. That is good. When Virginia Tech was in the Dome a few weeks back, they made three of 19 threes. That, bad. Him, good. The rest of them, were bad. 
And the rest of them, you know, have not been shooting it up to the level of the outside of the rest of the outside crew that Virginia Tech had last year. Couture is the main remaining outside threat uh, that returned from last year's team. And having him back in the lineup should, uh, should, from Virginia Tech's perspective, could anyway change the whole thing this time around. But it's a big game. We started talking about this after the Carolina game on Monday. And you hate to be having these conversations when the calendar reached January, but this is where we're at. And potentially, though Virginia Tech's schedule does soften significantly through the month of February, they're playing the bottom of the ACC uh, toward the end of the season. They've already played uh, Clemson twice, already played Virginia once, they got them again. They got Miami again and the rest of it, my goodness. There's a lot of Virginia or there's a lot of Georgia Techs and Boston Colleges and Louisville's and Florida States on the upcoming schedule here for Virginia Tech. So they got a chance to get on a roll, which is what they did last year from the same exact point, rolled right into the ACC tournament, and then to the point that perhaps the loser of this game will be thinking about after tomorrow. Virginia Tech then rolled through the ACC tournament and won the whole darn thing last year. Behind that three-point barrage led by Hunter Couture, the tournament MVP that not especially when you're a major conference team it is rare that major conference teams that were not going to make the tournament anyway win their conference tournament and make it obviously it is what happens in almost every other the one big leagues well it's the name of it they're going to get one you have to win your conference tournament in major conferences, usually somebody that was going to the tournament anyway wins it. Well, the ACC this year, as it is shaping up now, how many teams are they going to get? I don't know. And full, they're going to they're going to get their fair share, but it's not going to be one of those years where it's eight, nine, where it's everybody. That's not what it is. There's going to be teams like Syracuse if they don't go on a crazy run in the next month, Virginia Tech if they don't go on a crazy run in the next month, like. Pittsburgh is kind of hanging out at the back end of inside the tournament right now. Like, there's going to be a handful of teams that, when we get to Greensboro at the beginning of March, are going to be good enough to win the tournament and may have to win the tournament or make a run in the tournament. So it's going to be wilder. Usually, you know, ACC tournament, oh, it's Duke or Carolina, Virginia, you know, who's the best team this year? And, you know, a couple of the top four seeds will end up in the title game and, Somebody, maybe not the top seed, but somebody that was really good anyway is going to win the tournament. Well, last year, Virginia Tech, they were kind of, oh, we're on the bubble here. We've been hot. We're on the bubble. Then whoosh, four wins, four days. Give me a trophy and give me a bid. Not something we normally talk about when it comes to the ACC. But tomorrow's game, must win? No. But you may start filing the teams into one category or another, not officially, but a little bit more after the game tomorrow. Like if Virginia Tech loses, they're two and eight in the league. That's not good. But do you look at Virginia Tech and say, can Virginia Tech win the ACC tournament? Yeah, why not? They just did. Because Syracuse loses. Well, now you're six and five in the league, and we know the non-conference issues the Orange had this year. But then you look at the last few weeks: close game Carolina, close game Miami. Had the rally with Virginia, you know. But you say, okay, well, Syracuse goes to the ACC tournament. The only team so far the Orange have played where you're like, man, we're, you wouldn't want to see them necessarily is Virginia. Can Syracuse win the ACC tournament? Yeah, sure. Why not? 
I think we're going to be saying that about a lot of teams this year. It's weird to be talking about this in January, I know, but unlike most years in the ACC or in the major conferences, I think it's going to be a legitimate conversation going forward when we get to the tournament in ways that, you know, it's said, well, anyone can win the thing. No. Most years, you go back to the Big East, you go to the ACC. Like, no, no, you couldn't. Like, teams that legitimately were going to miss the tournament, no, you were going to win the thing. I mean, you know, Jerry won on his run, Kemba won on his run. Realistically, they, neither of those teams actually had to win the tournament to make it. You know, a win or two. But we may be setting up for a scenario this year where somebody of Syracuse's ilk has a legit chance to win it and get in. So uh, hope will never be dead in this season for teams in the Orange's current situation, which is a, a good thing here uh, going forward because we get, we got two teams battling for their lives, but, you know, must win? No. But which pile do you want to be in as we head toward February? Yeah, that's what's on the line tomorrow night. With that, we'll take a break. The 4-on-1 in the 3-1-5. Producer Matt, Matt's final day. Sadness. Sadness in the studio. Matt will be in with a 4-1 in the 3-1-5 when we come back. Tickets for Virginia coming back, coming up at the bottom of the hour as well. So do stay tuned as we're rolling along on this Friday in the Qs here on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is the 315 with Brian Higgins. This indeed is the 315. Rolling along here on the program. Getting ready for Houston, Virginia Tech tomorrow. We got two tickets for Houston, Virginia. We'll give those away in just a little bit. Just a little bit. It is Matt Watling's last day here with us. Final day. Tears. Sadness. All of it. Matt can tell you where he's going in a little bit, and uh, we can do it. Uh, did Matt actually name this segment? I think he did. This was uh, at least uh, somewhat, more, more than somewhat his idea, so uh, fitting that he is uh, here for this here today. Here's the 411. Hello, and welcome to Movie Fun. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. In the 315. And so you're going to be doing that all week, right? Nah. Oh, yeah. It's time for the 411 in the 315. Hey. All right, Matt's here. We know it's good. Matt, you're leaving us. You have forsaken us. I should turn your mic on. Good start. You have you have found gainful employment, Matt, and you are you you have escaped us, and you're you're heading you're heading out into the real world like a big boy, and you you're leaving us forever. Sad sadness sadness inside the studio. It is. I'll be at a uh, bet MGM. Okay. As a uh, oh, what's what's the job? Content management. Specialist. <laughs> I hope you know. Content management specialist. That's what I'll be doing. All right. So, so you'll be man managing the con the content. Yes. Yes, especially. I'm and, excited, but it's it's still it's sad. It's yes, it's bittersweet. Yeah, we're gonna take your key fob. I, I think. Know. What if I want to like go to a restaurant? Yeah, like, yeah, you can't park downtown anymore. Oh man. Yeah, you're you're gonna lose all the perks of the gig too. Yeah. You don't it's get. It's unfortunate. Yeah, you don't you don't get to hang out at the mega desk. 
all that stuff. I, I asked Brent um, the other day. The only thing I asked for from from him, okay, is that he considers. So a couple of years ago, they did the uh, the crunch media street hockey thing. Yeah, that's a general and any annual event. That's all. I just want to do it once. Okay. So I I basically begged Brent on Tuesday. Okay. I was like, you never have to speak to me again, but I just want to be a part of that. Okay, so that won't be until the summer, so you'd, ha- yes. you'd have to return. Yes. You're not, you're not necessarily going anywhere as of yet, but then you'd have to stay or come back to be in the uh, the Crunch Media Street Hockey game. That's right. Okay. I, I would I would walk on glass for six hours to get to that point. Uh, well, he probably wouldn't play that well after that. But well, I think I'd get some time to, to refresh and to at least get some treatment. Okay. Maybe go to the hospital. Hopefully. If I needed. All right. Um, Let's get to the, the the fun stuff though. Yeah, but I what, do appreciate you know you giving me the opportunity to, to chat. Yeah. You know, so Matt Matt is leaving us. Week. He is leaving. Matt, you did name this segment. I, I did. Think. So there is that. And it was just a way for me to get you know on air. Yeah. Well, but it works. It's it's a fun segment. I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, well, it's now on the show. I'm keeping it. Like you're leaving. Yeah. I'm keeping the segment. You don't get to take I'll, it with I'll you. I'll give you the uh, the intellectual property of it. Okay, that's good. The four one one. Who would have thought of that? Yeah. Who would have put those numbers in order? A lot of numbers. It is a lot of numbers. Man, you handled it uh, greatly. All right, so yeah, we're we're keeping uh, we're we're kicking Matt out, but the segment we're locking in the room. That's not going anywhere. All right, so what is the four one one in the three one five today? I just I want to start with this. For all, it was a uh, it was old sound from when uh, Nathaniel Hackett was the Green Bay offense coordinator. Okay, and it's just so funny the the way he speaks and and just him. It's him in a coaching room. Keep in mind. Okay. And there's just no better way to, to preface it than just saying, just enjoy and try not to laugh too hard. Okay, here's Nate. Let's talk about a show snap shrink. So we're going to do is drop eight to the left, seven to the right. We're going to go under center too. I'm so excited. Because we want to be great actors, we're going to show the ball. Hey, here's the ball. I'm handing it off. Uh-oh. And then we're going to snap the ball in, and then we're going to shrink down. Everybody with me on that? Because we want to be dramatic. We want the defense to go, oh, my God. I think he's handing the ball off. Oh, my gosh. No, he's not. Downtown. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do. It looks like this. Show it, snap it, and shrink. Everybody see that? Uh, Nate Nate was never one. Like, he was, uh, there was never a decaffeinated version of Nathaniel Hackett. Right. When he was at Syracuse. We always liked Nate. So full disclosure, I did get, get that right from another podcast that uh-huh. I listened to. So that's why you hear laughter and, and groans in the back. I don't know if you caught the groan. There was a groan. The laugh was pretty evident, but I just, I, I don't know too much about the guy. I, I like the hire with or without Aaron Rodgers. I think he's competent enough to be an offensive coordinator. Now head coach, maybe not. Yeah, Matt's a Jets fan yes. for those that don't know. That's where Nathaniel is now, the new OC. So I like it. Ironically, replacing his old head coach Matt Lafleur's brother, right? You know, it's to the Rams. Yeah, to yeah, it's all cyclical. Right. Yeah, they're all giant circles. Uh, yeah, like we like Nate. He's he has called plays in the NFL before. He did not call plays with the Packers. Right. Uh, nor was he calling plays as the head coach for the most part. I think he started calling them in, in Denver. Well, he he he, he started calling them like in the middle of the year. He didn't start. He was not calling them at the beginning of the season. Then he called them, and then he didn't call them. None of those three uh, permutations worked. No. No. Um, will they get Aaron Rodgers? Will this be the second team that has gotten Nathaniel Hackett hoping to then get Aaron Rodgers and then not get Aaron Rodgers? I also think this move doesn't isn't a failure if you don't get Aaron Rodgers because he's not your head coach. He's just the guy that calls the plays. And, mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't done a lot, but he, he had some success in Green Bay. Obviously, he wasn't calling the plays. Like, he, he knows offense. So I think if you bring in Rodgers to slam dunk, if not, I would say it's even or slightly better than LaFleur, and that's all I wanted when they fired him because I was like, well, I don't know if you're getting someone definitively better, and I think you got someone on his level, which is, you know, it wasn't a failure. You didn't, you didn't lose ground in the OC room. 
he has been the offensive coordinator of uh, conference championship game teams before. Do you want to hear some of the quarterbacks he's actually um, Shout in out the OC for? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Who uh, he was the offensive coordinator in the AFC championship game for. All of that happened when Doug Marone was the head coach. Right, you want they should have won names? the game, too. Other coaches, other quarterbacks that he's worked with? Go on. Um, oh, where is that? EJ Manuel with okay. the Bills. Kyle Orton also with the Bills. Yeah, that with Blake Marone. Bortles and then Russell Wilson. Those were his quarterbacks when he was a play caller. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it never really quite worked out. Never really quite worked out. Uh, we'll see. I'll tell you this. It's not going to work out if their quarterback Zach Wilson. No. Yeah. But I do think bringing in Rodgers, you get a couple of years, you let Zach Wilson sit, hang out with his buddy, maybe take some ayahuasca. I don't know. Yeah. I think he learns. I think he can be developed. All right. The the Johnson and Johnson and Johnson and Johnson. Just get, give up the boat. Get get Rodgers. Why? It, it's fun. I'm for Let's fun. Do Let's yeah. do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, more news around the NFL. Steve Wilkes was not named Carolina head coach. He was, was not. Frank Reich. Yep. Which, sure. I don't know. We like Frank Reich. He's good. Wilkes is great. Or good, too. I don't know. I. Yeah, he's been jobbed, but I think he'll get a head coaching job at some point. Uh, Yeah, and you feel bad he's another African-American coach that, you know, did a decent job. Like, he did a, a more than a decent job coming as the interim. The team was a grease fire, and then the team was less of a grease fire. So let's give Wilkes a credit for that. So hopefully he gets like legit opportunities. I mean, the whole thing with the Rooney rule and the uh, lack of volume of black head coaches in the NFL, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But Frank Reich is a proven successful NFL head coach and had just weird circumstances end his time in Indianapolis. So, you know, get him, get him a quarterback, and it's a good hire. Sam Darnold, baby. Oh, let's get to some of the games this weekend. I know you've kind of touched on it throughout the last hour. Mm-hmm. But which game are you most excited for? Did you answer that question? No. We'll answer it now. Okay. <laughs> I, I, did, I neither asked it nor I didn't answer it because I didn't ask it. Uh, it's not like I avoided the answer. Which game am I most excited for? Uh, Beng Bengals Chiefs. Yeah. Bengals Chiefs. Like most excited for? I'm ex I think I like both games. I think both games are interesting. I think both games should be close. But um, if I'm going to be excited about a game, I'm going to be excited about the game that is going to put Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow on my television. So yeah, that one. The the line swing with Kansas City really confused me. People are people are making some wild assumptions on Patrick Mahomes' health that they can't possibly know. So like it started because he had a high ankle sprain, maybe. But like he didn't just recover from a high ankle sprain in three days. No, not a chance. So like he's still injured. He looked spry getting off like the podium the other day. I think people legitimately are changing their bet. Like there's a practice. Oh, he practiced. Why? We told you. Like nobody saw it. I'm sure he practiced. Nobody saw what he did. No. No. Well, there's some media videos out there. Yeah, but do, could you tell what he did? You know what he no. did at practice? No, you got no, no idea. And oh. him him hopping off the podium a little bit? No idea. Now, like day of game, like he, he's going to get the biggest honk in his needle in like the history of mankind yeah. in there. Like he's going to be feeling good. But like, if you, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it is going to affect him more than zero. Mm -hmm. I still think the Chiefs win. I think they can. In part because the line was all voodoo. So I'm like, yeah, just give me the Chiefs. All right. And also, like, the running game's a lot better than it was to start the year against Cincinnati uh, the last time they played. I happen to think this whole three-game losing streak that Mahomes has against Cincinnati, it's it's kind of, it's legitimate, but I think they're a different team now with those passes underneath that they do, that they've kind of put a focus on. You know, with Tyreek Hill, is take the top of the defense and hit him every play versus now you're actually moving the ball down the field rather than just going for the home run you know, passes, and I think that helps out the Chiefs a little bit, kind of negate what the Bengals were doing with that show. 
I got a slight a slight lean toward the Bengals. They've been playing best over the last two two months. They haven't two. lost a game since like yeah. eight weeks now. It's a very long time. Something like that. They've been, they, I think they're the best team in the league for the last two months. Yeah, but they got to go to Arrowhead, which is exactly what they did last year and won the game. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I believe it's called Burrowhead. Burrowhead now? Wow. That's what someone said that on the Cincinnati Bengals. That's quick. He's taking over. He's taking ownership. I just, you know, the Joe Burrow experience, like, that dude's not afraid of anything. Anything. I think it's going to be a real fun game. G- give me this. G- give me a four-point game or a three-point game and give me the other guy the ball late. Let's go. Yeah. Well, give me sure. give me that, and I, I don't care. I feel like Niners-Eagles is going to be completely different. It's going to be a grinder. I, I think that game might be like a, a multi-score deficit or like a seven. Like I think this the Bengals-Chiefs will be close. I can't give you who's going to win Eagles-Niners, but I think the team that wins is going to outmatch the other team. That'll be interesting because both teams' rosters are outstanding. They're the two clear best rosters in the NFC. And now they, they're ramming into each other. The Eagles were great last week. They just slaughtered the Giants. The, the Cowboys-Niners game was odd. The Niners, prior to that game, had just been beating people up for a couple of months. Brock Purdy, great story. One-time Syracuse recruit. And now he's got to go into the link. That's that's tough. Christian McCaffrey doing a lot of calf stretches during the game last week. A lot of calf stretching. He'll be good to go. Yeah, high volume of calf stretching. Like, he kept coming back in. I don't know. It's going to be a very physical game. Yeah. Very physical game. McCaffrey practicing full today. Elijah Mitchell did not, so mm-hmm. he might be down to McCaffrey. And then, I guess, your third-string running back at that point. They got a lot of guys. Can you, can you name the third-string running back? Trey Mason is one of their running backs. Might be him, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? I don't even know well, who's the third-string. Well, it's... J- Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason? Trey Mason? See, I made up a guy. They used do you want, to have... Do you want Ray McLeod? Is they, that the gadget guy? Uh, they used to have Trey Sermon, who I think might actually be on the Eagles now. Jordan Mason. So there we are. I made up a, a you know what? A made up 49ers running back will be pretty good in the Shanahan attack. You know what's kind of cool about these two games too? Is there's kind of two ways to build a team. It's with like the rookie quarterback on the contract or yeah. like the superhero quarterback. The AFC's got the superhero quarterback and the NFC has like the team build around them. Because I wouldn't say the Bengals are like a gloriously built team. Their offensive line stinks. They've got a couple of great weapons. The defense is is fine. You know, same with the Chiefs. But then you look at the NFC, and it's like, well, we've got, you know, Jalen Hurts broke out. Mm-hmm. He's got a great line. He's got a great defense. And then San Francisco, the same thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, the Bengals are kind of doing the middle. they got the superhero quarterback, and he's still on his rookie contract. So that's a, that's a pretty good deal, and they're running out of time on that. And that's when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, when Mahomes was still on his rookie contract, when he got that big guy. How much do we think, and sorry to cut you off, Brian, that like, and this be like the last point, um, <laughs> how much do you think like the, the win on a rookie deal is just like, Kind of coincidence versus like certainty, because like Mom's obviously hasn't won since he got the big deal, but it just the NFL playoffs are so random. What if it's like you know just in you know just circumstance that he doesn't win it? Uh, the team's still pretty. Good. I, I think it's both. I think it's the the win on the rookie deal thing is the teams that are more likely to do that are more likely to pick the right quarterback to be on the rookie deal. There's a lot of quarter teams that have not won with quarterbacks on the rookie deal, and the teams that are likely to pick the right quarterback on the rookie deal, they're probably also likely to pick the right other players. To play the other positions. Like, there's a lot... Like, the Jets have a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's not worked out as well. The rest of the team, though. Yeah. The rest of the team, good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Matt, that is your final 4-1-1 in the three one five. How How are you feeling? How are you feeling as we wrap, wrap up the segment? Feels good. Okay. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. That's Matt. There goes Matt Watling.
We're going to take his card, and that's it. We'll just we're going to let him out, and then he won't be able to get back in. Do you, think, do you think Jordan would let me in? Maybe if I was like, "Hey, Jordan," like knocking on the door, like banging. I think you might have to do like a some extra, like an extra hard knocking, yeah. like aggressive knocking. All right, that is Matt with the four one one and the three one five phone lines open now. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. I got two tickets to the Virginia game on Monday. It is a special Matt, a special Matt Watling Know Your Matt trivia edition. Is it a question about me? It is it a question inspired by you. It's not about you. You don't have to know anything about you. Don't have to know about Matt. What like Matt's wearing glasses? Not, right. not the, the not question is what's my social security? Yeah, number? yeah. No Matt's social security number. We'll give you tickets and five, his identity. Five, five. Yeah, there we are. Uh, it's a know your Matt Watling trivia edition. Win tickets to the Virginia game. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four four ESPN forty four trivia for tickets. When we come back on a Friday, it's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. And with me, I have two tickets. It's a big Monday. I got nothing for you and get into the game tomorrow night. If you're in Blacksburg and you don't got ticks to the game... Can't help you, no help. Sold out. Cues of the Hokies tomorrow night. What I have is two tickets to Syracuse and Virginia. Big Monday in the Dome coming up. Phone lines open. 315-437-7644. ESPN 44. We are going to do trivia uh, for tickets. Eric in North Syracuse, you are first up. Eric, are you ready for a very special Matt Watling's last day, Matt Watling-inspired trivia question to win tickets to the game on Monday? I'm ready. Okay. Within the last year, a pair of twins was inducted into one of the four major sports Hall of Fames. Who are the twins? Mm. One of the four major sports Hall of Fames. Twins into the Hall of Fame. Do we have an answer, Um, Eric? I, I don't. All right. That is uh, Eric. No answer there from Eric. I, I have no idea if this question is going to be way too hard or not, but we're we're going to try. We're going to go back to now. Uh, Jake in Ithaca is with us. Jake, uh, again, this is a very special uh, Matt Watling's last day inspired trivia question. So think about uh, Matt and all of his times on the airwaves here. Uh, within the last year, a pair of twins was inducted into one of the four major sports Hall of Fames. Who were the twins, Jake? Uh, good question. Uh, Owl twins? Uh, no, it was not. It was not. So uh, that uh, phone lines are open. Thank you, Jake, uh, for calling in. Again, our phone number is 315-437-7644. It's another special edition of Trivia in which have I made the question too hard on Matt Watling's last day? A Matt Watling-inspired trivia question. If you know the show, know the show you're listening to, you know something about Matt and, uh, you know, the sport that he pays closest attention to, which may not be the sport that we're giving away tickets to today. All right, back to the phone lines. we got uh, Greg in Herkimer. All right, Greg, here's our trivia question. This is a special Matt Watling's last day inspired trivia question, so do keep that in mind as we ask. Within the last year, a pair of twins inducted into one of the major four sports Hall of Fames. Who were the twins? 
Sedin brothers? It was the Sedin brothers. Henrik and Daniel, we have the correct answer from Greg and Herkimer. Congratulations, Greg. You're going to the game on Monday. Hang on the line, and we'll hook you up with those tickets for Monday. Thank you. All right. That is Greg and Herkimer. He he sounded le- just, uh, there was not a level of excitement there. I was hoping for more more excitement, but it was Daniel and Henrik Sedin. No, your hockey Hall of Famers. A classic segment on this radio program. Know your hockey Hall of Famers. On Matt Watling's last day, a Matt Watling-inspired trivia question to give away tickets for Monday, and uh, we're sending them to the game on Monday. We're not sending Matt to the game. He was hoping nobody would get it and we could just give Matt the tickets. Uh, Sadly, no. And it wasn't anyone that played for the Twins. They were actually Twins. But let's get back to the basketball game uh, this weekend. Syracuse and Virginia Tech. I've got thoughts on this game. I've got some bold ideas, maybe. I have some ideas. But I know this, as we get ready for the game, there can be no wrong answers. No wrong answers. Give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. There are no wrong answers. What months of pregnancy does a woman begin to look pregnant? September. No wrong answers. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Huh? I'm like an animal. Keep your voice down. I'm a King Kong. All right, no wrong answers about the game tomorrow. Here is what I think is going to happen, and because it hasn't happened yet, I can't possibly be wrong. Hunter Couture is back. Virginia Tech's leading three-point shooter. He's made 10 threes in the last three games in 23 attempts. Joe Girard had a huge game without being guarded by Couture. In the first meeting between these two teams, no wrong answers about the game tomorrow. It says here, Joe Girard will have more made three-pointers in the game tomorrow than Hunter Couture. Girard, more threes than Couture. Malik Brown, obviously playing very well of late. His only career double-double thus far came against Virginia Tech in the first meeting three weeks ago. I've got Malik for his second career double-double, playing a ton of minutes in this game when he came in. In the first meeting, it changed the game. Malik Brown, a huge game tomorrow, going for his second career double-double in two tries at it against Virginia Tech. Justin Mutz, he's scary. He doesn't stop slaughtering Syracuse. Last year at a triple-double. First meeting this season, went 21 points, four boards, and nine assists. No wrong answers. I think Justin Mutz, again, double-figure assists tomorrow night. He's gone 9 6 6 7 in his last four games, including the Orange game. He gets the ball at the high post and he distributes. He'll have Couture to get the ball to as well. The Orange have not had a good answer for Mutz of the high post yet in his career, and I don't think that changes tomorrow night. And no wrong answers. At the end of the game, in the final possession of the basketball game, closing time, if you will, of the game tomorrow, not only will both Joe Girard. And Judah Mintz be on the basketball court for Syracuse. But Judah Mintz will score the game-winning basket tomorrow night in Blacksburg. That is the final thought on the game as we roll into the weekend. That not only will Judah be on the court at the end of the game, he's going to get the ball at the end of the game, and this time it's going to go in for the game winner. Because it hasn't happened yet, we can't possibly be wrong. Virginia Tech could win by 20, but today we cannot be wrong. I got Judah game-winning bucket uh, tomorrow night.
This hour of the program brought to you by William Attar. We've just flown past 344. Why don't you call William Attar? Hurt in a car? Call William Attar at 444-4444. Judah, game-winning basket tomorrow. Which means we're going to talk about it all again on Monday. It's the topic that will not die. We'll see how it all goes tomorrow. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. Ten-point game in favor of the Orange the first time. They didn't have Couture. Now they have him. They're at home. It's sold out. The atmosphere there, like, is it the nicest building of all time? No. But pack it in. It's loud. I just happen to enjoy looking up at the very slowly rotating fans they have that are gigantic over the court. I, I'm vaguely amused by it. It will not affect the outcome of the game. Generally a pretty good shooters, Jim. I think it's going to be a good game tomorrow. Good game. 7 o'clock is the tip. We'll be right here. QSportsTalk.com exclusive. QSportsTalk.com exclusive postgame show. Me and Devo after the game tomorrow night at 9 o'clock exclusively. But QSportsTalk.com will still be able to take your calls, and we will chat with you in the chat. Funny how that works. With that, final break of the day, of the week. Come back, see what's on tap after this on QSportsTalk.com at ESPN Radio.